Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Side Quest. My name is Joey, and I am your GM for the evening. And with me, as always, I have some people I found on the street. First up, we have Dan. Dan, how are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Joey. How are you? Doing good, man. You glad to be back in the saddle? Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? Yeah, I'm I'm so glad to be back in (laughs) the saddle and or my desk chair. You ready for some uh, emotional manipulation? Mm, I'm always not ready for it, but it gets thrown at me anyway. Yes, it does. You're right about it. Next up, we have Richie. Richie, how are you, buddy? Doing good, Brose. How are you doing, boss? Oh, man. I can't complain. What you been doing today, Richie? Work. Actually, learning new stuff at my work because, you know, being promoted and whatnot sucks. You got promoted? I did. Nice, man. That's good stuff. Well, speaking of people that are never going to get promoted, next up we have Cruz Turner. Cruz, how are you, buddy? Doing well. You know, looking forward to that life of solitude and being alone. Well, you know, sometimes uh, people peak early in their life, and for you it was around 22, so what are you going to do? Hey, man, is it cool that I'm feeling 22? I don't know about you. Got to be copyrighted. If one thing I know about T-Swift, you know, she tends to go after small podcasts that nobody's heard of. Wait, really? Cruz could be the next guy she gets with, breaks up with, and then makes a hit song after. Anybody want to write the first few lyrics of that song? I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the fact that he's neckbeard. I really love Cruz, <laughs> but then I felt out of love because he eats Doritos all the time. Like that, and that wasn't planned, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast. He literally came up with that. How long, on the fly. Have, you been, how long have you been sitting on that one? Uh, about 15 seconds when I said it, and I don't even remember what I said at this point. Dan doesn't know that there's a poster of T Swift in his bedroom. <laughs> Hold on, say that, say it again. Let me, uh, let me write that one down real quick. <laughs> Anyways, all right, last time on the podcast, not the recap episode, but the time before that, you guys headed to. Debbie D's Donuts to uh, try to get Terrence the sewer monster back. Dr. Cogswickle, how are you feeling about your odds? About as good as I normally do about our odds. About 40-60. 40% success rate and 60% ultra success rate? Is that what it is? No, 60% failure. Oh, wow. Okay. Optimistic. I like it. Mm-hmm, yes, always. <laughs> Din, you, you have been shot, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And uh, you have been uprooted from your home. Your best friend in the world thinks you're dead. How you feeling, buddy? Alone? Cold? Scared? Sorry, that got really real for a second. Yeah, so about some. these donuts, bro. Ah, they're busted. Yeah, you ready to get some donuts, my man? Bro, I'm always ready for some nuts. Nah, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay some dough for those nuts, if you know what I mean. Uh, and <laughs> Boulder, um, how how in control is uh, Mr. Lagrange at this moment? I just need to understand this a little bit better. Who's is that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah, sure. I, I don't. Know. I mean, fine. you know, that's kind of the deal. You you have to pretend for everyone to believe it, right? No, I can appreciate it, but I think they're going to need Lagrange's expertise a little bit on this one because it's not going to turn out well if they're just willy nilly in the thing. But I guess we'll see how it goes. I mean, who's to say that you're not speaking to him right now? It's just you know, I hides it under the boulders' voices. You know, I'm I'm excited to see how this one pans out. You know, you brought Ratboy along. What else are you going to do? Who else do you really need for this project? Someone who definitely always has the best intentions, but uh, maybe not the best outcomes. I was going to say, we really could have used the graphics design. You know, Beavs was on the lookout for us, but... You know, Dr. Cogswickle didn't want to bring Beavs along. I don't really know why. Dr. Cogswickle, you want to address that real quick? He's too much of an asset. (laughs) (laughs) We can't afford to lose Beavs. 
This is my reasoning. He's designing the welcome home party, uh, per Din's instructions. Full creative control, baby. <laughs> yeah, so why would we need to bring him? He has more important things to do. Right now, you guys are walking in. Um, what? I, I guess, the, you know, this is a good question. In what state are we walking in? Just to remind everybody. Din, you want to take that one? Cold. Alone. Scared. <laughs> oh. Um, I meant less mental and more physical. Oh. Really tacked to cooled up here, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, black on black everything. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of taking a page out of uh, Boulder's closet, if you will. I guess we'll see how it goes. Why don't we get into the episode, boys, and see how it goes? Sure. Yeah. Silver Bell attached to the interior door frame dings pleasantly as the windowed aluminum door swings open. Dr. Cogsbuckle, Din, Boulder, and Ratboy watch from the sidewalk near the front of Debbie D's Donuts as a man wearing a gray jumpsuit, work boots, and bright yellow reflective vest with the words Radicorp emblazoned across the front exits, donut, and foam coffee cup in hand. Seeing the four of them standing there, he turns sideways, holding the door open with his hip, and gestures towards them politely. Ratboy looks at Dr. Cogsbuckle, who nods towards Boulder and Din. Maneuvering around the man, Din grabs the door, holding it open so the man can fully exit. <laughs> oh, thanks, bro! Din says, giving the man a hang-loose hand gesture. The worker smiles, dipping his head and makes his way past Dr. Cogsbuckle, Boulder, and Ratboy towards the parking lot. Dr. Cogsbuckle motions to Boulder, who heads in first, followed by Ratboy. As Din and Dr. Cogsbuckle join, the four are greeted by light swing jazz music. The interior of the restaurant is clad with black and white checkerboard theming. High black, white, and red donut themed tables and chairs dot the linoleum floor leading up to a long counter with high-backed red and white chairs. A few patrons stand haphazardly around the room waiting patiently for their orders. An obnoxiously bright red neon sign hangs over the cash register sitting in the middle of the counter. A slender man with a particularly cheery disposition is patiently taking a long, seemingly complicated order from a warehouse worker with ZSG Unlimited emblazoned across his pink and green reflective vest. The worker finishes his order, hands over his corpos, and moves to the side as the man behind the register turns his cheery smile towards Dr. Cogsbuckle. It's a great morning at Debbie D's where we'll gladly take your dough for our nuts. How can I help you? Uh, hello. Hi, hi there. Welcome to Debbie D's Donuts where we'll gladly take your dough for our nuts. How can I help you today? Well, if that's what you're going to ask me, should you rename the restaurant to Debbie D's Nuts? Do you feel good about that one, sir? <laughs> oh, I get it! I get the sign now! See? See, I told you, Boulder, it was a D's Nuts joke. Oh, I thought it was about Debbie D's Double D's. <laughs> uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, it's this point that you hear the bell ding again and you uh, kind of glance behind you and see uh, a couple more patrons wearing re different reflective vests walk in and they kind of stand behind your group. Yes, you know, actually, I think I'm going to take uh, just a small coffee with some sp a sprinkled, uh, sprinkled donut. Uh, would you like chocolate on that, sir? Yes. Okay, one chocolate coffee and a sprinkled donut. No, no, problem. no, 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 not chocolate coffee. No, 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 just a regular small coffee. Okay. Good. With a chocolate glazed donut with jimmies. Do you, would you like extra jimmies? No, just the regular amount of jimmies, please. Okay, so three jimmies on your sprinkled donut. Only three? This. What are you. Ugh. 
Okay, extra jimmies. Uh, all right, all right. So one small black coffee with extra donuts and jimmies would. Uh, let's see. That comes out to thirty-five corpos. Thirty-five corpos. Yeah, you know what? Never mind. That's just too expensive. Okay, well, um, you know, we have uh, water for 15 corpos. Charge for water? I mean, it's a... Yeah, it's a resource. Absolutely. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate the offer. Well, um, if you don't mind moving to the side, we got other patrons coming in. Uh, is there any other way I can assist you, or...? Nope, I'm good. Thank you. So, uh, he kind of turns to the next patrons who shuffle past you guys as you move to the side. Uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, Den, Boulder, you and Ratboy move over to one of the high, uh, the high donut-shaped tables. So you actually I, see that- Can it, I ask a question? <laughs> yes. So, I have, like, in my life I've collected, like, what, seven <laughs> corpos? And they're on 35 for a donut and a coffee? <laughs> I mean, inflation, man. It's tough out here right now. My God. Okay, yeah. It really makes Dr. Cogsbuckle feel really bad once he realizes how much Corpos are actually worth. What's even worse is, is like, Dr. Cogsbuckle's had, what, seven? Our whole campaign or story, if you will. Meanwhile, I've been running a racket next to his school making Corpos off of fixing <laughs> people's cars. <laughs> Like I like while Dr. Cogswoggle was like going, oh man, I don't really have any money. Like Dim was taking his wallet out to pay, and then he's like, never mind. He just kind of puts his wallet back away. He just puts it back. He's like, I don't really want uh, a donut that bad. All right then. So you guys move over to the donut-shaped table. It's kind of like a metal top table that's painted to look like a donut with sprinkles on it. And there's actually a hole in the middle of the table where people throw their trash in. It's a really good idea. <laughs> Ratboy kind of like climbs up into one of the high back chairs and uh, sits down, his feet dangling, and he looks over at you guys and says, Oh, man, I was kind of looking forward to a donut. Din's going to get up and get back in line. Wow, thanks, Din. I appreciate it. No problem, Din. Boulder, Doc, uh, or I mean, uh, Doc, Doc, what was I supposed to call you again? Oh, shoot. Hold on. <laughs> Did you forget your own name, Doc? <laughs> it was Edward Brock, right? Oh, yes. Edward Brock, yes, of course. Okay, so, Eddie, what, what do you want to do? Because I kind of just look like a 10-year-old just sitting at a table at a, in a warehouse district. Next to a bunch of guys fully dressed in SWAT outfits. <laughs> and I guess we should uh, probably try and find... Uh, well, we should probably wait for Din to get back with his food. Um, do you want to eat before we, we do this thing? Din, I need you to roll to read a stitch for me. Uh, ooh, rolling dice. Uh, you remember how to do that? Um, yeah. Yeah, nine. So in this game, remember, a six is a failure, a seven and nine is a mixed success, a mixed success, a mixed success, and a uh, ten plus is a full success. So on a nine, you would be able to ask me one of the following questions: What's my be best escape route, way in, way past? Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position, or who's in control here? I guess way in, way out, because we're looking for a way further in the black side, right? Yeah, uh, you also have uh, what should I be on the lookout for, who's in control here. Enemy stuff probably doesn't apply at this point. So Yeah, basically, like, as I'm walking up to the, the counter, like, I'm kind of scanning the area to see it's like, are there other guys kind of like us in the background somewhere or someone moving in and out of, like, a back room kind of thing? So, actually, now that you're getting closer to the counter, since it's kind of your first time up there since Dr. Cogswickle went before, you can kind of see behind the uh, behind the counter, there's large, um, like, pane windows. And behind it, you can see uh, several large donut-making machines. 
and you can see the donuts running on conveyor belts, you know, everything from the dough being fried up to uh, running through icing and sprinkles and all kind of stuff. It's a very automated system. And you can see some workers in white frocks moving to and fro back there. There's about three guys ahead of you, and as, you know, the guy uh, that's first in line gets his or gets his, pays his money and moves aside, the next guy walks up. And um, you notice, with your nine, you notice something a little bit odd about this one. He orders something that you kind of glance up the menu is clearly not on there. And um, he doesn't hand over corpos, but he, he kind of like flashes a card. You didn't roll well enough to see what's on the card, but he flashes some kind of card, and then he uh, kind of moves over to the side. And uh, then the next guy orders everything as normal, and then you get up to the counter. The Slender Man says, Hey, it's a great morning at Debbie D's where we'll gladly take your dough for our nuts. How can I help you today? Uh, can I get... Can I get a glazed donut and a white milk, please? Sure, that'll be eight corpos. Dan goes in his wallet, takes out, and slides it to him. Um, so you hand over the corpus, he puts it in the register, and he hands you a ticket number. You see your ticket number is number 68. You move over to the side and kind of stand there and wait. You notice a few more patrons move up uh, to the register, order, and move aside. Uh, you kind of notice that out of the four that are behind you, another one of them shows some type of a card after ordering ordering something that's not on the menu. And you move over to the side, you hear your number called, you uh, get your order. When he calls my number, when, like, the first guy that I noticed, like, flashed the card, did he take the card, or did he put the card away in a pocket somewhere? He put the card in his pocket. Do I notice which pocket? Uh, yeah, so he put it kind of uh, in, like, his wallet in his back pocket. I'm, I'm not gonna say I want to pit pocket the guy, since we're gonna be really specific of I'm not stealing the man's <laughs> wallet, so yeah, I'll just go up there, gra- grab my stuff, and pout as I go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do have uh, a little thief with you. I'm just throwing that out there. Yes, and I, I will grab my stuff. Thank you very much, sir. And go sit back down and put it in front of Rat Boy. So as you grab your stuff, the guy that hands it to you is a very large, like you can see the muscles bulging from underneath his white frock. He is like, his forearms are like as thick as tree trunks, man. They're like all veiny and stuff and shaved smooth. Holy crap. And uh, he, he says, number 68, here is your order. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I, man, I really don't want to be weird about this, but how often do you work out? Four times daily. You know what? Good for you, man. And he's gonna like nod his head and like hastily power walk away. <laughs> so you power walk away back to the table where Rat Boy is waiting excitedly. What do you say? Uh, here you go, little dude. This is for you. And uh, he's gonna kind of lean closer. Also, they're flashing like a secret membership card. Does anyone want to like check the gear we got to see if we missed a pocket? <sighs> Or something, because if not, then we're going to have to ask a favor of someone that's good with removing things from people's pockets without knowing. Rat Boy is excitedly munching on his donut. I don't have anything in my pockets, dude, except for this, and he's going to, like, lay out a bunch of pocket lint and, like, crushed up goldfish cards. (laughs) (laughs) I want to roll to check my pockets. Okay. Uh, uh, Roll 2d6. Oh my Dude, god. That's a 12. <laughs> a 12. Okay, well, uh, on a 12, you reach in your pocket. Where did you get your pants from? That was one of the dead dudes from the sewer. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Cogswickle went real Rambo in the last few episodes. Yeah, yeah I stole a dead guy's <laughs> pants. I ran back to the village with adrenaline pumping with pants in the air. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was your trophy. So you reach in the dead man's pants, and you actually have a large rip down the leg from one of Warwick's talons. And you reach in the shredded pocket, and uh, at the bottom of it, you don't really find anything except for a uh, Debbie D's Donuts uh, rewards card. Ah, uh, yes, Dan. Is this the uh, is this the card you were referring to? Uh, yeah, that looks about right, boss. Easy enough. Docs, are you a wizard? I mean, you just asked if Dins, is this your cards, and you pulled it out of nowhere. Well, <laughs> you know, Boulder. That's why we don't allow him to play goldfish, because he's a b- b- magic wizard. So wait, Docs, are you like that Chris Blaine's mind creep? <laughs> no, Boulder, I am better than him in every single way possible. <laughs> uh, Doc, I would... I, oh, sorry, man. That's the dry donut, Doc. Um, I, so... Uh, you just you think you can get a, like some more donuts? Is that what we're doing with the rewards card? Or well, I don't have enough corpos. Dan's gonna reach over and open the milk for Rat Boy and slide it to him. <laughs> he like gulps it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God, Dan! I appreciate that, man. I was about to choke on that donut. Dan, Dan, if you if I may if I may ask, how much was uh, your meal? Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, eight corpos. Eight? Cor- you had eight corpos on you? Yeah, I got. You know I've been, like, working basically part-time outside the school in my garage for everyone in, like, the warrants, right? Uh, I actually have a bank account at the Red Wars Bank. Din buys stuff for me all the time. Din's is bona fide. Dr. Cosmo scratches his head and says, oh, maybe I need to get a job. Nah, uh, you're the you're the brains, boss. If you need anything, just let me know. I'll, I'll get it for you. Oh, I only had seven corpos my entire life, <laughs> and I had to give two of them to an idiot in an airplane. Din reaches into his pocket and, like, slides a 10 to him. Jeez. <laughs> it's to keep your corpus, Din. I'll turn them the old-fashioned way, and you can rob another bank, I guess. Din, Dr. Cogsbuckle, Boulder, you guys uh, watch as Ratboy finishes up his donut and just chugs down the rest of the milk, uh, leaving a very cute uh, milk mustache, which he quickly wipes away on the back of his sleeve. And he says, uh, Okay, guys, um... Yeah, Dan, appreciate the donut, man. Um, so, what's the plan? I guess we should figure out where they're going, right? I mean, probably a good idea, since at this point you're just sitting in the restaurant eating food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, like, observe the people that flash their rewards cards so we know where we need to go. Kind of say that to the group, yeah? As you do, uh, Ratboy kind of pipes up and he goes, uh, Hey, hey, Doc, can I run to the bathroom real quick? I just... Like, you know, I gotta. That was, the milk went right through me, man. I'm lactose intolerant severely, as you know, so. Yes, well, of course I do. You don't need to ask my permission to go to the bathroom, Rat Boy. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Doc, I'm gonna go take a slam in the bathroom. I'll see you later. Oh my god. <laughs> TMI. You know what we talked about, Rat Boy. Right, right. Too much innuendo. I got it. Nah, uh, he hops down from the. <laughs> He hops down from the table, and uh, he begins to make his way to the bathroom, um, leaving the three of you to discuss your plan and observe people. Uh, what are you guys talking about? I'm observing. I'm observing the people that are walking up, flashing their cards at the counter. Roll plus sharp, Doc. That is a nine. On a seven and nine, you can ask me one of the following questions: What's my best escape route? Way in my past? Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position, or who's in control here? What's the best way in, way past? 
So um, as you notice, uh, more people come in, more patrons come in, more people make orders, especially as the sun begins to rise and it looks like it's getting closer to uh, early morning and shifts are getting ready to change at some of the warehouses. Uh, more people are coming in, all of them looking, you know, particularly like warehouse workers. And uh, every probably 10th or 11th one is one that flashes a card. Some people... Uh, make an order that is off menu. Some people make an order that's on menu. It seems completely random as far as pattern goes, but you'll notice that any of the ones that take a or that make an order off menu, they don't always order the same thing. But when they make an order off menu, they are brought items from the uh, from the back, particularly by the same two or three very large but muscled men, one of which didn't interact with earlier. And um, they're always bagged up ahead of time, not like in the you know like wax paper that the other donuts are. They quickly leave out on their way, and the ones that say nothing but flash a golden level rewards card, they move off to the side, and they all head to the bathroom, and you've not seen any of them come back. As a matter of fact, you haven't seen Ratboy come back. That was, uh, is my rewards card gold? It is not. Is it silver? Yeah, silver level rewards card. Mm. I think that means you don't get the cash backs on the donut stock. Do I get uh, Sky Miles? No, I, I actually think what the silver you actually have to pay is more is for the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a crappy rewards program. <laughs> uh, Dr. Cogswinkle, it's about this time that you see Ratboy. Um, he kind of like slinks around the wall from where the bathroom is. It's like a there's a, a, a jutting out wall cutting off the doors to the bathroom. He kind of slinks around the around the wall, crouched low. And you see him just like crouch walking through the restaurant, taking things out of people's pockets along the way and pocketing them. Uh, and then he gets about five feet from the table. He stands up and hops back up on his chair and sits down and says, oh, man, I feel so much better. Wait, so <laughs> did I, So I saw him taking the things out of their pockets? Yeah, he was just blatantly stealing things and nobody seemed to notice. I look at Rat Boy. Well, Rat Boy, did you get anything good? Yeah, no, I always get good stuff, Doc. I mean, I got like that guy's wallet and uh you know i got like um it's like a mirror or something from that lady over there and i don't you know that guy had toilet paper in his pocket which i thought was weird personally oh but, uh, god it's weird but you know snack later so so did you notice anything <laughs> in the bathroom i've noticed a lot of people flashing their cards and going in there and not coming out i mean a lot of poop and stuff i guess i don't know it's a donut shop doc but <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you notice anything out of the ordinary the stall was taken, so I had to kind of poop in the urinal, which I wasn't really a fan oh. of, to be honest with you, but oh, at least, no. you know. <laughs> which, uh. which stall, Ratboy, could you show us? Yeah, you want the four of us to go into the bathroom together? Yes, that's... I feel like it's, I feel like it's not a good look. <laughs> it's not the best. All right, Ratboy, you, you take, you take, um, uh, who wants to go first? I guess I'll go. All right, Ratboy, lead... Lead uh, Boulder into the bathroom and then come back and get one of us. Okay, uh, come on, Mr. Boulder, I'll hold your hand. Okay, Rats Boy. While that's going on, by the way, while we were, like, scoping the place, does Din notice, like, looking out the window, does he see, like, any other, like, ZSG or any, like, heavily armored battle wagons like the one we pulled up in, like, leaving or, like, coming or going? Uh, yeah, definitely. And actually, it kind of correlates to some of the people that have the silver cards. You don't see anybody like that uh, with the gold cards, but the people that have the silver cards, definitely, you see some battle wagons moving around. Okay, like, do I see them pulling around back or something, or are they just parking kind of where we are? Uh, they're parking kind of where you are, and like I said, they come in, and the ones with the silver cards, they get something from 
the the people in a pre like a already bundled up bag and then they head out all the ones with the gold uh, cards specifically are like they are dressed better than your ah. people with the silver cards boulder you walk with rat boy across the restaurant he takes you around there's kind of like i said that that outcropping wall and you see a door for a women's restroom door for a men's restroom and he leads you into the men's restroom there's nobody in the restroom at, at this point, and uh, he says, All right, uh, Boulder, so that's the urinal that I took a poop in. Um, is that what you wanted to see? <laughs> um, I mean, I was kind of curious. Rat Boy's like, I, you know, I've, I've often thought about, like, man, it would be kind of convenient to be able to poop in the urinals. But well, I yeah, think you just kind of turn around and back up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Side quest does not condone pooping in your house. No, it does not. Absolutely not. Uh, Ratboy looks up at you, um, kind of in earnest at this point. He says, "Hey, um, Mr. Boulder, can I ask you something?" Go ahead, Ratboy. Why did you and the doc lie to Din about Marla? <sighs> well, Ratboys, I'm going to be honest with you. Din's and Marla's have had a long, arduous relationship together. You know, it's difficult because he's suspicious of Marla's being, uh, let's just say not on our sides. I mean, she abandoned you guys on the roof. That's what Doc said. Yeah, I mean, it's true, right, boys, but there's unfortunately secrets that, you know, I'm sure will come out. As you're talking, the door swings open behind you, and a man walks in. Hello, sirs. Me and my son's here just tidying up, you know, after he's a little lactose and toddler ant, so. (laughs) (laughs) He, the man, uh, kind of looks you over, and it's a really stern-looking fellow. He's got some big, like, Coke bottle glasses on, right? And he is, uh, like, he he kind of, like, looks you over and shies away a little bit towards the wall and um, unlocks the stall on the far corner. There's four stalls lined up. The one on the far corner on the left-hand side, he unlocks the door, and it's a um, one of those, like, all the way to the floor doors. He, he walks in and closes it, and you kind of just catch a glimpse inside, and there's, you know, just toilet and a rail along the wall and then uh, a toilet paper dispenser, and he walks in and, and locks the door, and uh, you hear him kind of, like, shuffle around and sit down. Ratboy <laughs> pulls on your sleeve and says... Mr. Boulder, that that's the that's the one everybody kept going in. Really? I mean, yeah, but nobody came out, and I'm just I'm saying like if this might be a chance to you know see where they're going. Shoes. You want me to peek over the top of the stall? Yeah, you, you know you hides. So you're telling me a ten year old boy to peek over the top of a stall at a man pooping? I feel like that was an adult talking through a child's body. <laughs> <laughs> so Rat Boy uh, says. All right, hold, uh, hold on. So he kind of crouches down, and he, you know, tip clacks over to the uh, stall beside the one the man went in and unlocks the door and quietly pulls it open. And then you kind of, with the door hanging open, you see him climb up on the top of the toilet and kind of strain to look over the edge of the stall. He strains up, up on his tiptoes, strains up, and he kind of, like, hops, plops back down and hops to the floor and crouches back over to you before standing up. And he says, Mr. Boulder, I can't see over the edge of the stall. Hang on, rat boys, and I'm going to go up to him and knock on the door. Uh, you hear From the inside, you hear a startled sh- uh, shuffling and the rustle of a newspaper, and you hear, but, uh, Occupied! Oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> sirs. Uh, my, I think my son's left his shoes in theirs. Uh, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll be out shortly. Okay, so, uh, you know, we'll just... We'll go wait over by the sinks, sirs. I was just, you know, was 
concerned about my son's shoes. His mom bought it for him before she um, oh unfortunately no. had an accident, <laughs> oh and now gosh. she's unable to earn corpos for our families. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh, I feel like that's a lot of information for yeah. someone pooping on the toilet. Something um. on the toilet. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you you don't know me. So hi, I'm Ted. <laughs> And, you know, I have a problems with oversharing. They often tell me that at work. Boulder um, reaches his hand over the stall and tries to his hand. <laughs> nice to meet you, sir. You hear, uh, you hear, like, two plops, like, really tiny ones, and, and he says, I'm a bit of a nervous pooper. Do you mind? Uh, yeah, could you and your son go outside? I'll be out in just a second. Um... <laughs> Well, sirs, those shoes are really sentimentals to us, so, like, I'd <laughs> hate God. if you were to take off with those shoes. Oh. I, I, I'd literally be walking out the same door you're going out of. So, Doc, do you think Boulder's in there making friends with someone on the <laughs> toilet? That seems in character for him, doesn't it? Yes, you know, I hope not. Teaching Rat Boy bad habits, you know? <sighs> Boulder Rat Boy tugs on your sleeve again and says, Mr. Boulder, I feel like we should... Let the guy poop in peace. I like I didn't leave any shoes in there. Rabbos, can you show me how to hide? It's like you showed Terrence's how to hide, or well, everybody Warwick's Terrence's, everybody how to hide. I, I right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. And he's like, all right. Uh, and you hear like plops in the background, and he <laughs> says, all right. Uh, so you just kind of, you just kind of, and he like crouches down. Okay. And I crouch down with him. Now what, Mister Boulder? We're gonna wait to see if he takes the oh imaginary shoes. <laughs> so, it's just sitting there. Um, you hear more rustling of the of the newspaper in the stall, and you you kind of like it waits two or three beats, and all of a sudden you hear the paper rustle again, and it kind of sounds like he's folding it over, and he stands up, and uh, you hear his pants and belt rustling as he clinks everything back together, and then you hear the toilet flush, and then the stall door. Um, it's like the lock on the star door automatically switches back to unoccupied. Any second now, Rats Boy. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Boulder, maybe he's just wiping a lot. I mean, I've had that situations before. Yeah, it's like sometimes it's like a magic marker. <laughs> My God, dude. <laughs> I I secretly want like Joey to make a little ding every time we make a poop reference. <laughs> <laughs> just a poop and if counter. you go to SideQuest on Twitter <laughs> and you count how many times that team goes off, we'll give you some sort of prize. Yeah, my God, they've been in there forever. <laughs> yeah, maybe they got in and just kind of forgot about us, you know? You want to go check and see? We'll give him five more minutes. <laughs> All right. All right, rap boys. Wish me luck. I'm going to come with me and sneak, you know, make sure that my technique's proper when I'm sneaking. I'm going to go open the doors. Uh, so you guys kind of crouch walk over to the door and you reach up a hand and uh, grab the latch and pull it open and when you do you see a pristinely white toilet the rail on the wall and the toilet paper dispenser and uh, that's it the son of a bitch took my shoes (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Boulder there weren't any shoes I told you that Oh, sorry, rats, boys. I, sometimes I really gets into characters, and like I felt like Ted's felt betrayed. Oh, okay. Well, we can work on the character later, but I, I feel like shouldn't there be a man in here? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a powerful flush. I mean, you think he got sucked in? I mean, I've heard of it before. Now I'm even more scared of toilets than I already was. I guess it's urinals for life for me. 
Din's gonna shoot Boulder a, a message on his wad, and it when he looks down <laughs> to check it, it's just Din's dirtle of the day. Boulder, you are standing in front of the urinal, and your wad dings, and you see a message from Din instantly reminding you that you are, in fact, on a miss- mission, and there are other people that, you know, are waiting for you and Ratboy to come back out of the bathroom. Ugh, getting a little too in character. Gosh, uh, oh, Ratboy's, Din's and Doc need to hear about this. Okay, uh, okay about the man dis- disappearing on the toilet? Yeah, I mean, sure, we can tell him. I think it'd be best if we, like, weren't sneaking, so I'm gonna <clears throat> stand up. Oh yeah! Wow, your knees cracked a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know it's kind of a things. <laughs> As you guys begin to head out of the bathroom, uh, the door opens right before you can grab the handle boulder, and another uh, equally stern-looking man uh, with Coke bottle glasses and and this time uh, a, just like a suit jacket and tie uh, walks in and, and kind of squeezes past you guys. He says, mm, "I'm I'm sorry. Excuse me. No problems. Be careful in that last stalls there." Uh, some guy was asking about lost shoes. He kind of like looks past you and and like stops for a second <laughs> oh, and, then, and then opens the door to the to that last stall and uh, closes it back and the sign switches to occupied. As you guys close the door behind you and head back out into the lobby. Dins, or wow, what was his names? Rappo, do you remember what we were calling Dins? What? What do you mean we were calling Din? You know he had like a new code name. You guys didn't ever ca- tell me the code name in canon. How am I supposed to know that? In canon. You're played by the guy who leads this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not. What are you talking about, Boulder? Are you having an existential crisis? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> my bad. I have a story going in my head, Rap Boys, that we're all part of a fictional universe. <laughs> oh, God. It's too real. <laughs> my nose is bleeding. <laughs> anyway, uh, you there, Sufferman's. And Edward Block. <laughs> it's Edward Block. Sorry, they're, they're disappearing in the in the the stalls. I wanted to call it the poop shack, but I figured that this is kind of a foregone conclusion to making more poop jokes. What do you mean they're disappearing in the stalls? I think it's some sort of portals, Doc. Like you know, oh, I gotta go into the restroom after flashing my business. Sorry, I'm talking real low because I don't want other people to overhear us. Uh, it's at this point that a uh, that a portly man uh, in a warehouse uniform comes and like sits at the uh, other side of your table where you guys are kind of congregated around one edge of the donut. And he kind of sits down and, and starts opening up his uh, bag to take out his breakfast. Dan's gonna walk to the bathroom. <laughs> Dan, you walk to the bathroom as Doctor Cogsbuckle and Boulder and Ratboy kind of stare at the man eating his donut uh, across the table from them. Uh, Dan, you walk into the bathroom. And you notice that it's empty, uh, and the last stall, the one that everybody's going into, the last stall is unoccupied. Okay, so Din's going to kind of, like, poke his head in each one to see which one kind of looks off, or, I guess, looks the most spacious, if you will. Yeah, so that last stall definitely looks the most spacious. Uh, When you poke your head into that one, roll plus sharp for me. That's going to be a 14. Wow. Okay. Uh, on a 14, you notice that the shape of this toilet is kind of particularly odd, and there's like the checkerboard pattern uh, around on the floor that's in the linoleum. You notice a, um, as you kind of like walk in the stall just for a second, you know, with the door cracked open, you are kind of looking around the toilet and you feel the faintest amount of airflow um, coming from the checkerboard pattern and like a jagged pattern under the toilet, in the front of the toilet and around the sides of it. Din's going to send an all message to boulder and doc tell him to come here 
So, uh, Boulder Doc, your wads ring uh, both at once, and you receive the message from Den. I'm going to grab Rat Boy's hand and walk back towards the bathroom. I'm going to wait uh, at least a minute before I follow. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I love it. So, Den, uh, Boulder, and Rat Boy walk in, uh, and they uh, they kind of let go of hands as they walk into the into the restroom to see you standing in the open doorway of the fourth stall. And... Um, they they kind of like look at you and Ratboy says, uh, "What'd you what'd you find, Din?" Uh, Din's gonna basically wave them both in and like kind of hold the door open for him. So uh, Ratboy walks in. Well, I guess we're going in. He's gonna take a step in. He's gonna slowly close the door. And now we wait for Doc, which I'm assuming is about a minute behind y'all. I walk in the bathroom exactly a minute later, <laughs> fashionably on time. Din opens the door and waves him in. Ah, yes, of course. All right, so the four of you congregate in this very small stall. Uh, all of, uh, the three of you look at Den. Den closes the door, locks it. Hey, uh, Doc, do me a favor. Uh, with your pet not being weird, because I know this is going to sound weird, uh, just just sit on the toilet and flush it. Yes, of course. Okay. Um, Doc, you uh, sit down on the toilet and you flush it, and uh, the water kind of like... It bubbles up a little bit and hits the bottom of your pants just in a little bit of a splash. Woo! And, uh, and it goes down, and uh, that's pretty much it. Loud noise. You know you know how toilets are. You know how toilets be. Mulder mm. and Doc, around that, he's going to kind of point to the area where you investigate. It's like, there's a bunch of air coming out from underneath the toilet. So in some way, shape, or form, that's got to be like a secret passageway, right? Like a spy thing. Dan, you're saying this when all of a sudden the four of you hear the door open to the outside. And you hear footsteps kind of walk in. Then they stop for a second. Um, and then they walk a little bit closer. And it's just a beat before you hear three um, kind of loud raps on the stall door. Ha! Occupado, dude! Are you, uh, and you kind of hear stuttering from outside the door. And it says, um, uh, I mean, how much, how, how much, uh, longer are you planning on being in, um, th- it, it, this is, uh, this is where I do my business. Uh, uh, I understand. Give us, uh, you know, a few minutes. The uh, little dude in here is, again, man, just, lactose toilet is just the worst. You catch my drift, man. Um, so you guys uh, hear him kind of like shuffle off to the side and, and you kind of get the sense that he's standing over near the wall uh, by the stall door. And Den's going to get close to Boulder. Boulder, try to, try to figure this out. We got to get somewhere under this. Don't worry. Without the use of your grenade launcher. I, I need to be very specific. Okay. Rat Boys taught me how to sneak, <laughs> so Boulder's going to whip open the door crouched. <laughs> <laughs> you Dr. hear Cogs- the audible <laughs> smack as like Din's hand hits his forehead. Dr. Cogswinkle Boulder, I mean Dr. Cogswinkle Din, you see Boulder crouch down and whip open the door, and uh, he kind of like just like duck walks <laughs> out into the middle of the into the middle of the restroom where you see a particularly large, heavily muscled man with uh, uh, in a suit and tie, uh, kind of leaning against the wall with his arms crossed. And you see the man's <laughs> eyes, with his head unmoving, follow Boulder as he <laughs> leaves the leaves the stall and, and into the middle of the room. And he kind of glances up at the three of you, and he glances back down at Boulder, and then he says, "What? What are you doing?" 
Hey, Baldur, can you do me a favor, please, and lock the door to the bathroom? Yeah, he won't be able to see me. Yeah, okay, yeah, just, you got it, bud. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak past him. As you waddle to the to the bathroom door, the man's eyes follow you across the room. You don't notice, but then uh, Doctor Cogsbuckle then you notice that the man's eyes follow him across the room. Und- under his breath, Din's gonna be like, oh, "I can't wait for that vacation." <laughs> in Boulder, you um you lock the door and you find a uh, like a mop that's leaning against the wall and you kind of like run it through the the metal U handle that's right above the lock it, just for a little bit of extra reinforcement. Uh, what do you do, Boulder? I'm gonna use my wand to send Den a text and say, "All right, I'm, it's locked." Den's gonna turn around and he's gonna bang his head on the wall one time, <laughs> and then turn back around. Uh, all right, Boulder. Uh, he's gonna kind of glance at Doc. I'll give you permission, just this once, at least for me. I don't know if Doc's cool with it. Uh, interrogate him and uh, make him tell us how to get underneath the toilet. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this whole thing. And the guy kind of like stands up straight and puts the paper up under his arm, and he says, "Um, I, 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 I think we could talk about this, boys." Dan whips out his stem piece and points it at him. <laughs> the man uh, kind of uh, looks at the steam pistol, and he looks at you, and he sizes up the uh, the three of you, not really paying attention to Rat Boy. And he puts his paper down on the floor and takes off his suit jacket and loosens his tie. And uh, then it's only at the point that he takes his suit jacket off that you see how incredibly ripped this man actually is. I just want to say, I'm still sitting on the toilet and I I looked at Rat Boy in sheer fear. Um, We're just looking back at each other like, what the heck is going on right now? Boldus is going to take this opportunity to seize the initiatives and attack this man from behind. That would be assuming that he doesn't see you. I'm going to go aggro. Mm-hmm. Okay, but cool. I'm sucker someone. You know what? We're gonna uh, do something. We're gonna do something really interesting here. For the first time in this campaign, we're gonna roll at disadvantage. <laughs> seven and seven. So which seven do you want? I guess the first one. All right. So that's ten total. All right. So you're gonna stop him from doing what he was about to do uh, with this. So tell me what you're trying to do. I just want to try to grab him and like like Den said, I'm gonna like hold him and rear naked choke and be like, "Tell us how to get under the toilets." I snuck behind you and you didn't know it was here. <laughs> so so as you spring out of your crouch and wrap an arm around his neck, uh, you you grab his left arm as it kind of snakes up towards his uh, towards his right arm towards his wrist. He doesn't quite make it all the way there. Uh, but you you put an arm up around his neck and one uh, up and up under his armpit and around his shoulder. And uh, you have his, <laughs> you have your mouth close to his ear, and you say, "Tell us how to get under the toilets." And um, he looks back at you, kind of like through the side, uh, you know, through the side of his vision, and he says, I, "I, I could see you the literally the whole time. I, what do you, please get off me, man." Nose. What do you, what? He's uh, the man waiting for you, not waiting for you to say something. He's going to slam you backwards into the wall with an incredible amount of force uh, for three harm. And the the tile on the wall begins to shatter. Din, what are you doing? I don't know anymore. <laughs> yes, dude. What? A, what? A, what are They're we gonna doing stand now? there and watch Boulder get murdered. Dude, like, oh my God, Boulder! What happened? <laughs> you hide so good, Boulder. 
Oh man, Boulder, really, really looks like you need to work out more, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say that, that'd be mean. God, at this point, I don't know. He's just gonna kinda like glance over the dog. Look, man, I'm, dog, I'm really sorry about the whole pants situation, but if you wanna come assist. You, you know, I've got, I've got this held. Rat boy, you remember that time we were doing self-defense training with you in Boulder and you hit him really, really, really hard in the crotch area? I need you to sneak over to this big man and hit him as hard as you possibly can in the same special <laughs> area that you hit Boulder. Uh, yeah, yeah, Doc, no problem. Uh, okay. And he kind of crouches down and you see Rat Boy walk in plain sight, uh, kind of like Doc walk across across the room, but the man, uh, his eyes don't follow him. He's actually really focused on Boulder, and you're not sure whether Rat Boy is actually hidden or whether the man just isn't paying attention. But you see Rat Boy kind of crouch in front of the man about eye level with his uh, belt buckle, and he rears back this little fist, and with as much force as he can muster, he just destroys this man's gonads. <laughs> and the man doubles over, uh, screaming in pain, but not before Boulder can clamp a hand around his mouth as the, as the man uh, just cries and yells in pain. Um, uh, let's see, Boulder, what do you do? Uh, Rat Boys gets the wad off his wrists. Uh, he, he begins to, uh, kind of like try to pull at the wad on his wrist while the man rises in pain. And, um, let's see, I need Dr. Cogsbuckle to roll plus sharp. Eight plus a one, though nine. Uh, on a nine, Dr. Cogsbuckle, you notice that the wad that is on the man's wrist is a little bit odd looking. But more importantly, you notice that on his other wrist that he has uh, what appears to be a uh, kind of a weird looking um, like red bracelet. Almost looks like a Livestrong bracelet, but red. And he seems to be desperately, even in the pain, reaching for that bracelet. Bad boy, um, can you do the same thing you did to his, uh, his regions? Can you just hit him in the face too real quick and then take that wristband off his uh, hand? So uh, Ratboy gives a thumbs up and rears back and, and goes to punch the man in the face. And it kind of just sounds like a wet noodle slapping like a <laughs> slapping somebody in the face. And uh, it's just kind of like a little. <laughs> and, uh, the man the man says, what, oh, what, what just what just did something just like did you throw something in my face? Yes. And uh, Ratboy begins tugging at his wrist and the man looks at his arm in surprise. Uh, and he doesn't try to make a grab for it or anything, but uh, Ratboy begins tugging at the bracelet around his wrist, and Ratboy goes, Doc, 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 it's it, like it's stuck to something under his shirt sleeve. I can't pull it off. Wait. Boulder, can you just knock him out? What do you think I've been trying to do, Doc? <laughs> and he's going to keep squeezing as hard as he can. <laughs> so can Din go into the matrix of his mind and try to basically fourth wall break the fact that he's got like a dead man switch on him uh roll plus sharp it ain't gonna be that i can tell you that much it's gonna be a seven seven uh on a seven probably not nope i'm gonna love how this ends so uh rat boys is steadily tugging at the man's wrist which is inexplicably at least to him uh kind of cocked out to the side and he doesn't really understand why but he begins to pull it back in uh towards his left hand and uh, Boulder, I need you to roll to uh, do battle with someone, which would uh, be single combat. 11 total. Uh, on a 10 plus, you can inflict terrible harm or you can suffer a little. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, you can do both. Inflict terrible harm and suffer a little harm. As you continue to try to sink the chokehold deeper and deeper, you're noticing that this man's neck muscles are abnormal. They are, they are super, super strong, and you have to put all your strength into this choke. Uh, and again, he kind of like jerks his wrist back away from Ratboy, who he still appears to not see, and he slams you back into the into the um, tiling on the wall again, cracking it further, 
and uh, you're going to take another three harm for this, but you're able to keep his arm bent away to where he still cannot make contact with that bracelet. Uh, he says, get off me. It's Just get off me, man. I, I, we'll pretend like this never happened. You have, uh, you, you've sunk the chokehold deeper, and he's steadily, steadily starting to lose strength. Din, what do you do? Baldur, we, we still need information about how to get under there. Well, ask him some questions, Dan. I'm trying just to not do whatever he's trying to get his... This man has neck muscles, Dan. <laughs> Dan's going to walk over and crouch and uh, spin up his uh, steam pistol and kind of put it on his temple and go, Come on, we, we will forget all this and we'll let you go. Just how do we get underneath the shitter? <laughs> Can we have hang on. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's pretty good. No, Let's I'm take a beat here. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, I need you to. <laughs> that was pretty good. I need you to roll to seduce or manipulate someone. I don't. I mean, I mean, it's three without a modifier, so. It's at this point that the man kind of like sags underneath Boulder's strength, and as he sags down, he uh, Boulder relaxes his grip just a second to readjust it, and my hard move for the failure will be he uh, snakes a hand as Boulder relaxes his grip just to readjust and snakes his hand over and pushes a button on the inside of the wristband, and all of a sudden, you see, Boulder, you're thrown off of him violently across the room, slamming into the tile wall on the other side, and he stands up to full height, bloodied, but now seeming, seemingly heavily reinvigorated with some type of adrenaline. What is this, Bane? <laughs> it's not good. Let's just put it like that. And uh, Din, he, he looks down at you and goes to make a move towards you. I need you to read a charge situation. Doodle-doop, Din. On a 10 plus, you can ask me three of the following questions. Where's my best escape route way in my past? Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which I guess would be like, what's the most vulnerable to me on this person? Uh, what's the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's the true position or who's in control here? I guess vulnerability on him. So you seem that the logical conclusion, right, would be that if you can get the bracelet off of him, it would probably stop whatever's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And you also see the veins in his neck and arms and everything popping out pretty heavily. So whatever he did is taxing his body in an extreme amount. The steam pistol is still spun up. It's like, dude, you're huge, but I still have a gun. You that confident? And in a deep, like frighteningly deep and, and, and angry voice, he says, I'm not concerned about your steam pistol. Cool. Uh, Din's going to shoot him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Roll to go aggro on someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 11. So with an 11, so they can choose to either force their hand and suck it up or they can cave and do what you want. Um, they're going to suck it up and they're going to take damage. How much damage does your steam pistol do? All right, see so damage it is then. So um, they, they take that shot and blood begins running down their leg and he looks down at his crotch and, and looks back up with you with murder in his eyes and puts a hand on you and uh, he begins to like squeeze on your shoulder and you can feel your bones straining and he's going to deal two harm to you. <laughs> and uh, you kind of like drop down to one knee a little bit. Dr. Cogsbuckle, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Cogsbuckle has been peering out the side of the stall this entire time. And every time Boulder gets thrown against the wall, he's just like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. I'm going to pick up my cane. Don't really know where I'm going with this. Um, 
So he still has Din? Like, he still has a grip on him? Yeah, like, he has a hand on, like, near his collarbone, and he's just, like, starting to crush his collarbone and shoulder. It's like, whole-handed, like, Vulcan arm-pinching me. I'm gonna grab my cane and attempt to swing heavily down on his arm. Okay, sounds good to me. So, uh, roll to do a single combat, which is gonna be plus hard. That is a nine minus one, so it's an eight. All right on a seven or nine, you can choose one of the following. You either inflict terrible harm, which is plus one harm, or you suffer little harm, which is minus one harm. Yeah, it's just inflict terrible harm. So um, you swing down on his arm. You are going to deal two harm to him and with the plus one, so you're going to deal total two. And it, it comes down on his forearm, and you can hear cracking sound that you're not sure is either your cane or his forearm, but whatever it is, it makes him release Din's shoulder, and Din, you're in a pretty good amount of pain from that but luckily it didn't feel like anything broke yet he turns towards dr cogsbuckle and just lets out a massive haymaker punch that dr cogsbuckle catches right in the stomach dr cogsbuckle you're going to take three harm from this full force punch and uh you kind of stumble backwards and against the wall rat boy stands up and says doc are you okay and the man turns his gaze to rat boy boulder you're kind of in a heap against the wall against the rear wall uh probably some six or seven feet away from the man and the rest of the group you kind of right yourself uh what do you do no rats boys hides and i'm gonna i'm assuming steam pistols aren't as loud as like actual pistols no 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 it's not it's not a bang right so they're, they're propelled by the steam jet so it's not as loud so i'm gonna pull out a steam pistol that i have on me and i'm gonna level it at the guy Again, saying, Rats, boys, stay hidden. And then I'm going to squeeze off around it. Oh, my gosh, dude. We've rolled three nines in a row. <laughs> That's 12 for me. Nice. Uh, so on a 12, you can inflict terrible harm and also suffer a little harm. So Rat Boy kind of, like, ducks out of the way and uh, goes back into a crouch, you know, uh, and kind of scurries four or five feet away from the, the very large man. As you squeeze off a steam pistol around, um, and it, it's loud in the room, but not necessarily like a loud bang, more like a loud <laughs> And um, you, where are you aiming on him? So I like to think I'm kind of trying to aim weak spots, so like eyes, neck. Hey, you, you fire off a shot as he is moving to grab towards Ratboy, just as Ratboy kind of crouches away. And uh, you fire off a shot, and it hits him pretty square in the, in the in the shoulder. You were aiming for his head, but as he raised up, it kind of hit him in the shoulder as he was grabbing for Rat Boy. He kind of staggers back a little bit as the as the bullet hits, but he turns and wipes the blood and kind of like licks his hand, and then kind of wipes the the blood spit mixture across his face, and he begins to run towards you. Din, what do you do? As he's getting ready to run, Din, I guess we'll try to reach out for the bracelet to try to do like a. His momentum meets my, like, opposite force momentum to kind of rip the bracelet off of him kind of thing. So roll to do something under fire. That's plus cool. It's going to be another seven. On a seven to nine, you flinch, hesitate, or stall. I can offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. I'm going to offer you a hard bargain. So you can grab the bracelet, but if you do, you're going to have to step in front of this man and take a significant amount of damage to be able to do it. Oh, yeah, that easy. So you step in front of the charging man uh, as he is in full sprint and just managing to grab onto his bracelet. And you can feel it kind of strain under the weight as you get knocked down hard, uh, flat on your back. And really only the momentum from him hitting you is what actually pulls the bracelet off his wrist. But as you fall back onto the ground and kind of crack your head against the linoleum floor, dealing four harm to yourself, 
you uh, feel the bracelet still in your hand just as your consciousness kind of like goes in and out and you hear two more thumps as the man takes two large strides behind you and Boulder he is almost towards you arms outstretched when you see the light go out of his eyes and he crumples on top of you is he still like a tick for signs of life <laughs> he's stone cold dead stone cold dead I'm gonna struggle to try to get out from under him one thing that you notice is that for the size that he was when he was charging at you, he seems normal sized for a really buff dude now. He's deflated. Yep. I'm going to hobble over because you see a little blood kind of coming out of the corner of Boulder's mouth. He's going to walk over and spit to the side and he's going to check on Din. Din is, uh, you, you kind of check on him. He's in and out of consciousness, but he's still, he's still there. He's just probably concussed. All right. Well, I'm prepared for the inevitable. I have a well-stocked, high-quality first aid kit. It counts as an angel kit. I'm going to pull out, looks like a uh, epinephrine injection apparatus. Yep, sheath needle. Sure. And I'm going to bite off the end, stab it in his uh, thigh, and press the button. Okay, you press the button, and uh, the, the gas quickly turns into liquid and injects into his uh, vein, and you then you kind of like spring back to life, almost as if you've been injected with adrenaline. <laughs> Holy crackers, that sucked! Ugh. And Din's gonna lay back down, and he's gonna, like, hold the bracelet up to Boulder, and then he's gonna point at the dock. <laughs> I'd go check on... I'm gonna lay here for a minute. He's probably alright, Stin. He's taking bigger hits than that. <laughs> Doc, you you are... Uh, you definitely have some bruised ribs, but nothing cracked, and you've kind of taken stock of yourself, and although you're playing it off like you're more hurt than you are, you're actually kind of okay. Ducks? Yes, Boulder. How are you feeling on a scale of one to tens? Uh, uh, six. Is six good or bad? It's like on a scale of like zero being oh awful to tens being like, oh, I'm ready to go rob the Renoirs. Yeah, I guess more like a five. Oh, I mean, you're all right then, Docs. I mean, debauchery is Tuesdays. You're normally a four uh, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, why is okay. <laughs> Um, it's it, as you guys are having this conversation, you see Rat Boy kind of like rummaging through the man's pockets. Rat Boys. Yeah, Boulder, what's up? You don't steal from the deads. I mean, he's not going to use it, Boulder. Yeah, but we've talked about this before. He's got like ten corpos in here. We're literally wearing dead soldiers' clothes. What's the problem? I mean, I, all he had was like ten corpos and this stupid gold reward card. I'm gonna lean over to <laughs> lean over to Din and go, Dins, we're supposed to be setting a good examples for the young lads. Sure, we might be wearing dead soldiers' clothes, but he didn't know that. The rat boy tosses the gold reward card in the trash can. Wait, oh. no, rat boys. <laughs> what? Yeah, Boulder. Get that out. No, it's in the trash can. I'm not touching that. Rat boys, you you live in the sewers. Oh my god. Yeah, what I got standards, man. <laughs> Boulder's gonna walk over and grab the gold card out of the trash. Oh, gross. Oh, shut up, Rats <laughs> Book. <laughs> Just shut up. You pick up the gold card, and uh, it, you also notice that stuck to the side of it is um, one of the order number tickets that uh, mm. seemed to have been, he, he had kind of like adhered to it. You know, it's one of those, like, take your ticket, and it's got a sticky thing on it. So he'd kind of just adhered it to it temporarily, and uh, it says order number uh, 547. Dang, they are putting out some business. <laughs> Mine was 68. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm assuming he's going in, boys. So let's gather in the toilets and sit down and flush and see if it'll take us down. 
But first, Boulder starts trying to drag the guy to one of the open stalls. Uh, yeah, you can definitely drag him. I mean, you're plenty strong enough for that, especially with this current state. So you drag him over to um, the, the stall a couple down from number four. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put his head in the bowl so that his legs and arms are up so that people won't see any feet in there. And then I'm going to lock the door and I'm going <clears> to <throat> shimmy under the door. Uh, so you can't <laughs> go under the door, so you kind of got to go up and over. I, I scramble up and over. So as you uh, non-stealthily scramble up and over the door, with it still being braced, you hear somebody knock on the door outside. Yes? Uh, I really gotta go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, I had an accident in here. Um, I'm trying to clean it up. Uh, I'll tell somebody from the restaurant. It's fine. No, 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 don't worry about it. It's fine. I've already cleaned up most of it. I just need to, you know, put all the trash away. And uh, Ratboy tucks your sleeve and says, Mr. Boulder, everybody's waiting in the stall. We gotta quit talking to the guy. He can't get in anyway. That's true, actually. Ratboy's a genius plan. And so you and Ratboy head over to Den and Dr. Cogsbuckle already in the stall. Um... Dan, you close the door and lock it, and Dr. Cogsbuckle, I assume, sits on the seat. Look, I'm not gonna lie, this really sucked. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not making any more decisions for the rest of the foreseeable future, so if y'all wanna, y'all wanna go ahead. I don't understand how holding this gold card and flushing the toilet is going to help. Well, you know, if it doesn't work, then we got a lot of explainings to do when he's gonna flush the toilet. <laughs> you flush the toilet and the water bubbles up on the backside of Dr. Coxwiggle's pants again and nothing happens. Din's gonna sit in the corner. He's just gonna, he's gonna take a breather. He's done. <laughs> Din sits in the corner and, and just decides to sit down and take a breath for a second. Uh, Dr. Coxwiggle, I need you to roll plus sharp, please. It's a nine plus one. Nine plus one on a ten. Uh, you notice that the rail that runs along the side of the stall, uh, you know, where you can kind of like use it to stand up and sit down on the toilet if you're maybe elderly, uh, you notice that there's like an odd break in the middle of it that you wouldn't really notice if you're, uh, if you're not looking for it. And you notice that you can kind of like take that part of the handle and push down. I do that. You push down on the handle and out of the toilet dispenser, uh, like the middle of it, where there's uh, where the roll would actually sit around, you notice that something kind of flips down and out to the side. You see a flashing light that says, please insert card. All right, I insert the card. You insert the card and then another box uh, drops down from uh, out from under the toilet paper holder that says, please enter your order number. I enter 547. <laughs> you enter 547 and all of a sudden uh, you see several sections of the linoleum tile begin to peel up and away and out of the way in the toilet it begins to move and shift a little bit and then it stops do i need to get up uh maybe this is when we flushes it ah good call i flush the toilet you flush you flush the toilet and all of a sudden the entirety of the floor and everything else begins to move downwards it's relatively silent other than the sound of the toilet flushing which is pretty loud and then you see uh, swivel into place above you the a floor of another toilet setting that kind of swivels into place in the stall, and all of a sudden lights pop on around you as you continue to move downward, and a voice comes over uh, in intercom as you sit on the toilet, <laughs> and it says, Welcome to the bay, a subsidiary of Marigold Corp. Please enter your ID code now. And you're continuing to move downward. What do you do? Uh... I don't know my ID code. You hear the automated voice kind of like wait a beat and then it says, Please enter your ID code now. I whisper to Den and Boulder, I don't know my ID code. Look on the card, Stock. Oh. So, so you look down at the card and uh, under one of those like scratch off things on the back of the card, uh, you see uh, a, a membership ID that reads, 
Z14A7569. Okay, I enter that. Z14A7569. So you enter that into the the virtual keypad that kind of like projects itself on the wall in front of you uh, as you still sit on the toilet. And it says, Member ID accepted. And it kind of clicks off and uh, you begin to head downward and downward and downward and downward. When Ratboy kind of looks up at you as you sit on the toilet holding the membership card and he says, Hey, um... Hey, Doc, I got a question for you. Yes? What, um, what was that? What was the prophecy, your prophecy about? That I will live forever and never die. No, Doc, I think you got that one backwards. Oh, yes, I I will die at some point. Yeah, it said alone and in veins. Doc, that's not how you told it to me. You said Lady Ritna, like when you first heard it, Lady Ritna, you said that she said you die alone in the vein. Oh, yeah, oh. And as you say that, the elevator ticks down and all of a sudden the front wall that you didn't realize was a window. It, it kind of like passes through the shaft into a, a, an open elevator shaft. And you see a giant neon sign that says, Welcome to the Vein, a division of Marigold Corp. Well, boys, I guess it's been nice knowing you. Thank you for reminding me, rap boy. And that's where we'll end it for this week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of SideQuest. Guys, this one was really poop-heavy this week. You're welcome. It's really when Cruz and, and Ratboy get into a <laughs> get into a room. Don't worry, I'll trim that down a little bit. Uh, but no, it was pretty good. Dr. Coxbuckle, you're probably going to die in this one, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> Wonder who will uh, take up my mantle once I'm gone. <laughs> Are we going to get a full-time uh, Beavs? Is that what's going to happen? Well, don't cross your fingers. <laughs> I'm here for it. If it happens, you know, Beavs is one of my favorite characters. Um, so, Din, you, um, you you shot a guy. Man, you've had a, you had an eventful time. Are you feeling okay? Look, man, I, let's move on to Boulder. I, I'm done. <laughs> I, I want to go lay down. Yeah, I hear you, man. Go go sleep it off. Uh, Boulder, um, you almost died, too. So, uh, you, you keep encountering people that are stronger than you. Yeah, no, it's kind of depressing. It's almost like... You know, we wanted to build the characters of Boulder, like, you know, for the deep cover I'm in, is to be this strong, uh, you know, untouchable beings, and then it's apparently he's pretty touchables. You know, everybody's touchables if you think about it. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh man! Well, guys, I'm I'm thinking that next week we're gonna get into uh, either a lot of action or not a lot of action. But you hid the body and you left Boulder. You did leave the stall unoccupied, right? Yes, I told you I locked it. I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. Um, so hopefully Boulder left the stall unoccupied and everything will be good next week, and you guys can continue on your journey to save Terrence the sewer monster. But in the meantime, uh, how's everybody feeling at this point in time about the uh, the contents of the episode? Doctor Cogsbuck, are you feeling optimistic still about your journey down into the vein of subsidiary Marigold Corp? Well, not after that friendly reminder that I'm going to die. Also, I'm pretty sure the stall automatically goes to unoccupied, so... It's very possible. Did you, um... <laughs> pretty sure that's what you said earlier. Lady Ritna, um... Lady Ritna is notoriously bad with timelines, so maybe it's not this visit to the vein. That, that's gonna be the bad one. How many veins are we going to visit? That's a very fair point. Very fair point. Well, you know what? Fate is in your hands. Lady, Lady Ritna's... Well, she hasn't been wrong yet, but I'm sure maybe this is the time that she's wrong. Well, who knows? You know, I had a good run, I guess. Yeah. We're a little stupid because I thought seven corpos was a lot of money, but apparently it's not. (laughs) 
Is that the most devastating part of the whole episode? You may as well just end me now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. Dan, you had a lot of corpos, man. Working hard, you know? It's almost like I shouldn't be doing life-threatening stuff. You know, I got, I got a legitimate business. I'm making money. What the hell am I doing here? Dude, I can literally go buy toilet paper right now and end the whole thing. Well, to be fair, it's mainly not really the toilet paper you guys are after anymore, and not so much as the dealing with the implications of getting toilet paper originally. But my best friend runs that. That is true. That is true. I'm also the number two. <laughs> you are. That's true. He, he doesn't run ZSG or Marigold or, you know, anybody else, so... That's that's fine. A couple days I'm going on vacation and I don't know if I'll be coming back, so it's alright. Uh, hey Boulder? Yeah. You feel good about all those poop jugs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you again for joining us for another episode of SideQuest. I hope you've had a good time. We want to take a second and thank our sponsors, or not our sponsors, our affiliate affiliate sponsors. I don't know. What do we what do we call them? It's been a long time. First up we have Instacart, I-N-S-T. A-C-A-R-T.com, Instacart.com. You can check them out on Android or iOS, and you can get uh, use our link in the description and get some discounts on your first month with Instacart, where we are very fond of ordering what, Richie? Tasty cakes, the candy cake kind. For oh. some odd reason, they only show up at either a Dollar General or Publix, so it's kind of really hard to order through this, but when I do get lucky, I order like five or six of them, so. Just so everybody knows, Richie's the one ordering all the tasty cakes in the area. <laughs> I promise you I am. You're well, well, I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm right. not sorry. Don't I know what I like. Yeah. Use the right. code. Maybe you can order it before I do to race. <laughs> <laughs> but I am dead Vesel, and I never lose, so good luck, chumps. That's true. That is true. He's, he's known for that. And second up on our sponsor list, we have Buzzsprout, B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T.com, Buzzsprout.com. You can host your podcast there, and they have great mastering tools, and, and they get you on all the best podcatchers where you can get your podcast out there and be uh, and, and be part of this great pod sphere that we find ourselves in. Uh, if you use our link in the description below, you can get uh, some time free from Buzzsprout and, and some time off your first month. It'll help us out. It'll help them out. Go check out Instacart and Buzzsprout. Again, we very much thank them for continuing to stick with us, even though we take inordinately long breaks. Um, and last but not least, I would like to direct you to the description again for our social media links. You can check us out on all those places. Uh, we post sometimes. And you can check us out there and, you know, throw us in NPC name ideas or, or some item ideas or any of those kind of things, and maybe you'll have those things featured on the show. Last but not least, I'd like to thank the three greatest PCs that I personally am talking to at the moment. First up, I want to thank Dan for playing Dr. Cogsbuckle. Thank you, Dan. Uh, yes, of course. I'd like to thank... Richie for playing Den Viesel. Thank you, Richie. Yeah, man, no problem. I'd like to thank Cruz, uh, the ladies' man, Turner, for playing Boulder. Thank you, Cruz. Yeah, no big deal. I, I enjoy it. I don't have much to do during the evenings. And, you know, <laughs> I don't like to record a podcast with my friends. Absolutely. Uh, guys, we want to say goodbye to the people and let them go about their busy lives. Uh, everybody say bye-bye and let's get out of here. Bye, everyone. Be safe. Bye-bye. Adios, amigos. That was a little Spanish. You know, I'm really personally attacked that Joey said elderly people use the handrail in the toilets. I use handrails in the toilets.
<laughs> Richie, clear your throat. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs>